Live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cat. Here's your host, L. Martin. People, welcome to this Monday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. I hope everyone out there is well. Folks, we got a great show coming your way. Uh, uh, first off, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you guys had a great weekend. It was uh, a bit of a, a, a rainy and cloudy one, right? Um, we've been experiencing that for a while now here in this great state of Michigan. Um, for me, it was it was it was great. You know, uh, Saturday night, of course, as I mentioned on Friday's show, I was glued to my television, checking out UFC 264. It was the fight event, really, of, of the year. Now, I, I say that while also saying this: I thought that UFC 263 was awesome, um, and when you compare the fights of of previous pay-per-view UFC events to what we saw on Saturday night. Well, Saturday night didn't quite live up to the hype, especially when you look at the main event. All right. I had predicted and I was rooting for my guy, Conor McGregor, who is, he is the most popular mixed martial artist here in the sport of UFC for sure. And he's had some great wins throughout his fight career. But now now it's more so his mouth that is that is selling the fight because um, he's been having a few bumps in the road. And his latest came on Saturday night against Dustin Poirier in this trilogy. And entertaining fight off Rip. I thought Connor won the first half of the fight. And then Dustin Poirier... He definitely won the second half. Uh, he was able to to ground and pound Conor McGregor on the floor of the, the, the octagon. And then the improbable happened. Nobody saw what was coming next as, you know, after after Dustin was, was really giving it to Conor and they, they ended up standing up for like the final few seconds of the fight and McGregor stepped down on his ankle. And you could just see that that his lower leg just just broke. It was a very gruesome injury. Shades of of Kevin Ware back at, at Louisville, right? Um, you know, just lower leg injuries where you just see the 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 the, the, 
the leg just kind of dangling there. Just really nasty, nasty stuff. We also saw, I forget what fight it was, but we saw we saw a result like that, an unfortunate result like that uh, in, in a UFC main event card earlier this year as well. I forget, I don't know why I can't think of uh, who that fight was, but we've seen it before. It led to um, Dustin Poirier winning that fight, but we all know, I mean, that's not really a win. I mean, that was a doctor stoppage due to injury. Um, and it's very unfortunate because, uh, I mean, that, 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 that event, I mean, Donald Trump was in the house for that event on Saturday night, folks. I kid you not. He showed up for the final three fights on the, on the main card. And, uh, I mean, you had Dave Chappelle in the house. You had, uh, uh, Courtney Kardashian and, and Travis Barker in the house. You had, um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Uh, the Nelk Boys were there. It, it just a ton of different celebrities. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. So um, this thing has to go to now uh, fight number four because fight number three just was very was very underwhelming. All right, uh, and I have more on that fight later on this hour, and I'll talk about the future of Conor McGregor because a lot of people have been alluding to him possibly retiring and he and saying that he should retire. And I, I don't agree with that just yet. Okay. So we'll talk UFC 264 later on this hour. Um, I also want to talk about the NBA finals as Milwaukee got up off of the mat a little bit last night. Right. You know, and, 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 and what many people thought was going to be a sweep in this year's NBA finals, especially after evaluating those first two games and how it went down for Phoenix. Well, Milwaukee has now made it two games to Uno. That's right, as they were able to get a win, a big win, last night out in Milwaukee. All right, the Deer District was was going nuts, just insane. Um, I've got some takeaways from that game. And uh, also, we'll go to our phone lines as well. My guy Alex from East Lansing wants to chime in. And, of course, we'll, we'll, um, we'll salute uh, a few athletes and individuals weekend winners i specifically want to give a big shout out to who is now black captain america as anthony mackie my guy famed actor anthony mackie he hosted the espies on saturday night just moments before ufc 264 got underway and i thought he did a great job he had some great jokes i don't know who wrote his jokes but hey whoever wrote those jokes knocked it out of the park for ant and he did a great job of delivering those jokes. So uh, we'll have some fun with that as well. If you would like to be a part of the hour, you know how you can do so. All right, just simply pick up that phone and dial 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Leave us a voicemail there, just like you'll hear my, uh, my guy Alex uh, in just a moment, just like he does every single week. Um, you can weigh in that way. Let your voice be heard that way. You can also go to facebook.com slash WKAR news. And then boom, that will pull up our WKAR news Facebook page. And you can comment anywhere there, anywhere there on our Facebook page. And you can also tweet us. For those on Twitter, uh, you can tweet the show at WKAR news, or you can just tweet me directly at Al Martin WKAR. All right? But now you know what's next. Here are your current sports quick hit headliners for this July 12th. 
start here folks by giving you guys an update on how the weekend series against the Minnesota Twins for your Detroit Tigers how that ended and also what the Tigers decided to do in the MLB draft on Sunday all right but hey uh Jorge Polanco hit a game ending three run homer in the 10th inning as the Minnesota Twins completed a four game sweep of your Detroit Tigers with a wild 12-9 victory last night. Polanco hit a, uh, a full-count pitch from Derek Holland to the left for his 12th homer of the season. So you know, now we're talking about the All-Star break. And, uh, and after the All-Star break, actually, the Twins and Tigers will meet for another four-game set. This time, that series will be held in Detroit. Now, the series begins with a doubleheader on Friday. The Tigers are scheduled to start right-handed pitcher Jose Urania, who is 2-8 on the year, 6.43 ERA. So, uh, Jose is scheduled to start in Game 1 of that series after the All-Star break. And, um, and yeah, and, and are planning a bullpen game for uh, the nightcap. All right, and the MLB draft officially got underway on Sunday night. That's right. The MLB launched its 2021 amateur draft. For the first time, the draft was pushed back from its original uh, June date, usual June date, and moved to Denver, Colorado to coincide with the All-Star game. Now, the first round plus competitive balance round A were conducted yesterday and 36 picks were made. The Pittsburgh Pirates took a Louisville catcher, Henry Davis, with the top overall pick. So Henry Davis becomes the number one overall pick in this year's MLB draft. Now, the draft will proceed through the 10th round today before reaching its completion with rounds 11 through 20 happening tomorrow afternoon. That's a lot of rounds. I forget how many rounds the the MLB draft has. Uh, Pretty pretty wild, right? Um, Now... The Detroit Tigers. Now, the Tigers were expected to bag a blue-chip infielder with Sunday's third pick. They had the third pick yesterday. Ideally, California prep shortstop Marcelo Mayer. That's the name you would hear a lot, right? But the Detroit Tigers went for, I don't know, an old standby on Sunday. Yeah, pitching. It's the easy pick, right? They, They went with pitching. And not many Detroit Tigers fans are happy with this selection. The Tigers opted in on powerhouse Oklahoma prep righty Jackson Job with the MLB draft's third overall selection. And then again, when they took uh, University of Texas ace Ty Madden with their next pick. So they went pitching with both of their picks yesterday. Now, it was it was Job's selection over Mayer that stunned virtually all of Tigers Nation with the exception of Tiger Scouts and, of course, the front office uh, specifically. 
Al Avila, Detroit Tigers GM, as uh, he, he talked about Job, uh, of course, glowingly. He's not going to bash a pick that he made, right? Quote, at the end of the day, a special talent, end quote. But Detroit Tigers fans are not happy with this pick. Um, they are really disgusted with this pick, and they, they want Al Avila gone. I think the majority of Detroit Tigers nation out there want Al Avila to go kick rocks. That, that That's how I feel. I think Al Avila, um, I think he has exhausted his time here in Detroit. I think Al Avila has had more than enough time to prove himself, to prove that he can try and turn this organization into a, a winning one and not one of the, the bottom feeders of the league like they have been for quite some time now. And he's failed. And again, when it comes to sports, it is a what have you done for me lately business. In the case of Alavila, it's a, a, a what have you done for me conversation. He hasn't really done anything. So, hey, I want to, I want to read, I think I'm reading the post of of Detroit Tigers Nation pretty accurately here, but if I'm wrong, let me know. But yeah, when when that pick happened, I I was on, you know, I was watching um, NBA uh, coverage in in the game, of course, uh, the NBA Finals game last night, and uh, I, I went on Twitter and there were many Detroit Tigers fans just, just voicing their displeasure with this pick virtually with, with Twitter fingers. All right. So, Hey, I uh, want to get your thoughts on that, but yeah, that's what the Detroit Tigers did yesterday in the, uh, the opening rounds of the MLB draft. All right. Uh, speaking of basketball, um, team USA, you know, here in America, we have always prided ourselves on having the best basketball players in the world. Right. And that really got, got, got put in perspective during the dream team days of the 90s. You know, you know, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, all of those guys, man, all of those guys. Uh, and, and, and the international appeal of the game spawning from, you know, not just the rise of Michael Jordan, but also the, 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 the dream team that really put Michael's popularity uh, on the international stage. And it just grew from there. But we pride ourselves on having the best basketball players right here in the good old red, white, and blue. But I tell you what, in recent years, things have changed. You know, and now when you turn on the NBA game, you're going to see a few international players balling out. Guys who are born in, in different parts of the world balling out because the game has grown. And with that, countries have decided to invest in basketball development with their particular youth. And when we are seeing some great international players, we've, we've seen this for years, great international players go to the NBA and have immense success and turn out to be superstars. You know, Hey, we saw it last night, Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? The Greek, Greek freak, right? Luka Doncic. And, and he's been playing professionally since he was like a teenager, right? I mean, goodness. So no longer is it a, just a given that, you know, Team USA, when, when the Summer Olympics roll around every, you know, four years, no longer is it a given that Team USA is going to just skip and trolley to the goal. And it was a reminder over the weekend that, you know, that is very, very true. USA basketball was beat 
by Nigeria. Shocking these United States of America, a three-point win for Nigeria on Saturday night, 90-87. to Yeah, so if there was any expectation of, I don't know, invincibility for the Americans heading into the Tokyo Olympics, well, it is, it is already gone. Nigeria pulled off an international shocker with a roster primarily filled of, of little-known NBA players that found a way to beat a group of all-NBA, all-star, and max contract performers. It's not like you can you can you name one big time Nigerian NBA player? No, that that's why this win for Nigeria was so shocking. So um, the U.S. again, thank goodness it's, it's just an exhibition, but still, right? The U.S. will face Australia in Las Vegas in its next exhibition game and, and opens Olympic play against France on July twenty fifth. All right, so mark that on your calendars. All right, and as I already mentioned, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks made the NBA Finals return to Milwaukee a slamming success. This was the first time the NBA Finals have been played in Milwaukee since the 70s. I believe 1974 to be exact. Incredible, right? And, you know, the Greek freak, he, he showed up. And maybe it's a sign that, that the NBA Finals party is just getting started. You know, I did call Milwaukee in six. I mean, not Milwaukee, I'm sorry, Phoenix in six. Um, But last week, I said that, you know, uh, I don't know, Phoenix could maybe win this thing in five. It may be a gentleman's sweep. So, hey, I, I, I'm still going with six here. Just because, you know, home court advantage is so important in the NBA Finals. And I put this on my Facebook status yesterday because I've I've, I've talked about, you know, this season in comparison to last season during playoffs and just how big of a difference fans make. I mean, the Deer District, even though they were outside of the arena, the Deer District and and, and looking at the Deer District going crazy and all of those people outside and then the, the, the atmosphere inside Fans matter, folks. This isn't AAU basketball like it was last season due to COVID-19 where you didn't have any fans, where guys could just lock in on the game and just go out there and play without any heckling going on, without any any real fandom energy in the house. It's different. And, and it, it, you, you want an example of how different? Well, Giannis Antetokounmpo was hitting free throws last night, folks. I mean, at one point, Mike Breen went on the broadcast and said, man, maybe we should call him Steph Antetokounmpo with the way he's shooting at the free throw line. You know, he didn't have to deal with the count from from Phoenix fans. He was at home, so the fans were silent and allowed him to just focus and put it through the net. All right, fans matter. I I don't care. I don't care what you say. And uh, with this series being in Milwaukee, it, it, it... it swung things yesterday. It really did. And now looking at the early line for Wednesday's game four, Milwaukee is favored by four points in that game. How about that? What a difference a game makes. What a difference home court makes. But Giannis shot very well from the free throw line. He shot, check this, 
17 free throws last night. Yeah. He was 13 for 17 from the line. He only missed four free throws last night, folks. Out of 17, he only missed four. That's incredible. That is, that's mind-boggling. So, uh, and throw that in addition to his, uh, his 41 points, 13 rebounds, and six assists. As the Bucks pounded Phoenix, it was 120 to 100, the final. So the series is now two, to ga- two games to one. Uh, Chris Paul had 19 points, nine assists, but you know the Suns got really next to nothing from its star backcourt mate, uh, his star backcourt mate, uh, Devin Booker, um, who shot three for 14, had just 10 points. Devin Booker had just 10 points last night. Again, game four Wednesday night in Milwaukee and. Uh, UFC 264, Dustin Poirier beat Conor McGregor for the second time in six months. When McGregor badly injured his left ankle in the closing seconds of that first round of UFC 264. The fight was stopped after the first round bell. When McGregor was unable to continue, he immediately pointed to his ankle. And uh, the biggest star in mixed martial arts, he never got up. Falling to the canvas. Uh, following a final minute blow by Poirier, but it was again, he twisted his ankle and it just snapped and broke. So Poirier said that he thought McGregor's leg broke when he checked one of McGregor's kicks earlier in the fight, saying, quote, I felt something for sure. He fractured it on one of the kicks at the beginning of the fight and then broke it, end quote. So is that true? I have no idea. McGregor refutes that, period. So I, I don't know. I have no idea. But these guys really hate each other. You know, it was it was just a few months ago, I believe, when I was talking about, you know, the the mutual respect that fighters have in mixed martial arts and UFC and, and how no matter what happens, they may chalk so much trash before the fight. At the end of that fight, they embrace one another, hug each other, and 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 there, there is this mutual respect in the fight world, but not between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. It's gotten personal between those two. And even after McGregor suffering such a gruesome injury like that, Dustin Poirier went over and kind of mocked his dance a little bit. Then McGregor got on the mic and, and, and said that, hey, your, your wife is in my DMs. It, it was ugly. It was ugly. And uh, these two do not genuinely do not like one another but it makes for great entertainment for us right (laughs) Uh, and it showed I mean this fight drew a lot of people folks T-Mobile Arena out in Las Vegas was packed sellout UFC crowd for the first time since the pandemic began and President Dana White said that the gate revenue was around 16.5 million dollars ranking among the highest in UFC history isn't it amazing how UFC has grown? Arguably now more popular than the sport of boxing, which is... I, I knew it was coming. We saw this coming, though, because boxing is hit or miss. UFC, though, is just... It, it's grown so much. And again, I mentioned some of the celebrities in the house. Uh, Dave Chappelle, famed comedian. Actor Mel Gibson. Actor Miles Teller. Actor Jared Leto. How about, um, you know, uh, Steve, Steve-O. Remember him? from that show Jackass from back in the day. Uh, He was in the house. Uh, Baker Mayfield, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. How about NFL owners Robert Kraft and Mark Davis also in the house? And I already mentioned how former president Donald Trump, he showed up 
for the final three fights and got uh, a reaction from the crowd. I don't know if it was positive or negative, but hey, he was in the house. Um, well, actually, I'm reading here. Yeah, he got a loud burst of cheers and boos. So there you go. That's politics for you. No surprise there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a lot of people came out for that fight. It was an underwhelming main event for sure. Um, so we'll see if, if Poirier and McGregor part four can get on the books. And for all of my football fans out there, that's right. I'm going there. I'm going there. I got called out from a few of my listeners out there, even though I'm not a, I'm not a big soccer guy. Um, we did see. Uh, Italy beat England on Sunday to win Euro 2020. That's right. It was pushed from last year, so it's just technically Euro 2020, I believe. So, um, yeah, Italy Italy beats England. There was a lot of reaction on social media for that. The sides drew 1-1 after extra time, and it goes to a shootout, and and Italy wins. Um, But check this, though. And this is for a guy who's not a big soccer fan and 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 for, for a guy like me who other people have tried to convince me like how oh, you got to get into soccer none more than my former engineer Isaac Constance born and raised in in, in, in Nola New Orleans and, and Isaac was a part of this show for for uh, three years Isaac is a huge soccer guy who he, he would constantly say how oh, you got to get into this sport but before a guy who's not into the sport I tell you what this component of the Euro 2020 championship game is not convincing me to get into soccer, folks. Did you see what happened after that 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 Italy win over England? England's Football Association released a statement in the early hours of this morning condemning the online racist abuse of players following the team's penalty loss to Italy in that Euro final yesterday. Um, England players Marcus Rashford, Jadon Sancho, and Bukayo Saka, who are all black, they missed spot kicks. And people came out at them, and on social media, there were some very ugly, racist things said. So uh, this comes from uh, the statement, quote, the FA, Football Association, strongly condemns all forms of discrimination and is appalled by the online racism that has been aimed at some of our England players on social media. We could not be clearer that anyone behind such disgusting behavior is not welcome in following the team. We will do all we can to support the players affected by urging the toughest punishments possible for anyone responsible. And then the UEFA followed suit. They released a statement on Twitter saying, quote, UEFA strongly condemns the disgusting, racist abuse directed at several England players on social media following the Euro final, which has no place in football or society. We stand by the players and the English FA's call for the strongest possible punishment. British police said they would investigate the post. So, they have that, man. And, and, you know, you talk about people who are cowards behind keyboards spewing out racist dialogue with, 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 with no form of punishment because, again, they are hiding behind a keyboard. It's, it's, it's so cowardly. It's so unnerving. And then you look at the culture, though, of, of, of football, soccer, right? I mean, when a loss happens on the biggest stage, 
there have been known to be some pretty violent repercussions back in the day. Uh, it has that that history. And at the end of the day, I just say, look, man, it's sports, dude. Relax, chill. It happens. People just go way too far, take it way too seriously, and forget that we're talking about a game, for goodness sake. So, just had to throw that story out there as well, but congratulations to Italy again, topping England in that final shootout, 3-2 to final. All right, that will do it for your headliners. Let's hit our first break. When we come back, I want to... Uh, Talk about the ending of, of McGregor and Poirier and the possibility of that fight going to number four and the popularity of UFC. And uh, also we'll get to a caller voicemail from our guy, Alex, here in East Lansing. That and more, you are listening to the Monday Funday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. Don't go anywhere. Alex from East Lansing. One time for the Facebook family. You guys know who you are. Phoenix is going to have to put away those brooms. Phoenix looked tired and uninspired. The defense was just not there. And Devin Booker did not show up. And Giannis going 13 for 17 or however many went from the line. Man, looked really good. I'm still giving it to Phoenix. Moving on. The UFC, Connor, he tried to make a point with those leg kicks, those leg kicks that Poirier beat him in fight two. And, well, let's just say it backfired and Poirier checked those kicks. Euro 2020, yes, it's 2020. You know, COVID, that happened. Uh, the last... They couldn't bring it home. I, I was hoping the lads could bring it home, but they couldn't bring it home. But what a game. Nobody likes a game to go into PKs, but it's just so dramatic. But to miss three in a row, of course, you're not going to bring it home. Come on, lads. Good job, Italy. But as they say, Buon lavoro, Italiano, Bella Encontro, Molte Celebretta, Euro Tullio Okay, I think we, we may need a, uh, a translator there. <laughs> Welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. You just heard Alex from East Lansing, who, uh, who uh, weighed in, who has weighed in on today's current sports. Again, if you would like to be a part of the hour, just like my guy Alex from East Lansing does on the regular, think of the phone. 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527, and you will hear your voice right here on the following day's current sports. Okay, but, you know, Alex touched on a few things there that that will um, that will lead us here in segment B. Um, again, and I'm not going to act like I know what in the world Alex said there to, to close out. Again, we got we to gotta hire a translator. I have no idea. Uh, and I love, I love the football lingo, right? The lads. The lads, that's what they, they, they call uh, the brothers from England, right? Doing their thing out there on the, on the soccer turf. Uh, but, yeah, Euro 2020, you know, you hear this a lot. I do know this, all right? When, whenever you have a soccer game go to PKs, it's like, you know, you never want to see it end on PKs because it's like, look, we, we just played all of this time, ran back and forth, 
you know, for, for hours. And now it's just going to come down to penalty kicks, which really, in my opinion, is like a guessing game, you know, for the goalie. It's like, all right, you just got to choose a spot and just guess where you think, you know, the kicker is going to go and, and then commit to it fully once it happens. Because I mean, that, that goal is so big. You know, you are at, as a goalie, you are at the mercy of that kicker. You know, it's, it's, it's really, I don't know. It's, it's like trying to guess a pitch, you know, at home plate as a batter when, when that, when that ball is coming at you 90 miles per hour from a pitcher's hand. I don't know. I think it's even harder though in soccer because the goal is so big. So you never want to see an end on PKs, just like Alex said, but hey, it did. And uh, Italy came out on top. Um, when it comes to, Phoenix, yeah, put away the brooms. A lot of people thought it was going to be a sweep, including my barber. I was at the barber shop one, who was that, Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning. And um, we were just having a conversation, all of us in the barber shop. And, and a lot of them, I think the majority of them thought that, okay, Phoenix is probably going to sweep now because Milwaukee seemed to have really no life when you look at those first two games. But again, it's a series. And all it takes is one game. Home court advantage, it matters. We saw it come to play, just like I mentioned in the headlines, we saw it come to play very, very just just slap dab in your face last night. Those fans were rocking. There there was a different energy with that Milwaukee team last night, and they were able to win. And Giannis looked looked really good. I mean, if he plays like that on a regular basis, um, Milwaukee is favored every single game. But, you know, you know, Giannis has had some issues, and I think he needs to develop a consistent jump shot, and he needs to get better at the free throw line. And if he continues to shoot like that at the free throw line, my goodness, right? He, he was awesome. He only missed four free throws out of 17 opportunities at the charity strike last night. So, yeah, put away the brooms, as Alex said. And uh, Devin Booker not showing up, I don't know. Maybe he, he just looked at that game as a, as a rest game for him. But he couldn't hit anything. I think that uh, I think that his legs were gone. I do believe that Phoenix looked incredibly tired. They looked they looked worn, um, and they've been grinding. They've been rolling for a while now. You know, you're going to have a hiccup sooner or later. And and I think their hiccup was last night. I don't know if I don't know if Milwaukee. We'll see if Milwaukee can can pick up where they left off in Game Three. Come Game Four on Wednesday night. We'll see though. Um, and then. UFC 264, which I want to elaborate on right now, uh, as you heard from from Alex. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good evaluation. Conor McGregor came out in that first round ready to do work with his legs. And there were multiple kicks that he tried to deliver to the body of Dustin Poirier. He was able to land a few of those. You know, not, not all of them were, were staved off and blocked by Dustin Poirier. But um, for the most part, Dustin Poirier did a good job of evading a few. But, you know, McGregor landed a few on his calves, a few on his thighs. Uh, he was trying to deliver that, that the same punishment that he received in late January when they fought for the, th- for the second time, excuse me. So, and which led to a, a Conor McGregor loss. And I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe during one of those kicks, Conor McGregor, you know, partially fractured his ankle. 
and tried to battle through it. And then at the end of that round, when he tried to land on that left angle, it just gave way completely. Maybe that that's a that's a really good theory that I'm seeing a lot of people bring up. So it possibly backfired. At the end of the day, it's technically a win for Dustin Poirier. Uh, he gets the dub. McGregor was just kind of sitting there on the ground. Uh, Joe Rogan did a great job because he, he interviewed Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier uh, let his hate be known um, for Connor. Very, very, very blatant in your face. Uh, these dudes just don't like each other. And I think Dustin, Dustin noted that the reason this became really personal for him is the fact that Conor McGregor said that he would kill him, right? And, and have him leaving in a coffin when that match was said and done. There's trash talk, and then there's, there, there's a line that you don't cross with your trash talk. Anytime you're talking about, you know, you're, anytime you're talking about family, it's become too personal. Anytime you're talking about ending someone's life, it becomes too personal, but you know, how, and then, but then you know the, the counter argument there is Al, when you're trying to sell a fight and when you're a professional fighter and you're trash talking, there there is no line. You know, you had Mike Tyson up there many times saying, "I I, I eat your kids, I eat your kids, man." So I don't know. Is there a line that you don't cross when 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 trying to sell a fight? Because let's be real, it intrigues a lot of people when there is this genuine hate for two fighters entering a ring or an octagon. So I, I don't know. And, and, and then, you know, some people speculate that, all right, maybe it is still a show, you know, do, do, does, does Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier really hate each other like that? And I think, I think, yeah, I think if there was any doubt, Saturday night proved that Saturday night showed that because you saw, <laughs> you saw, Dustin Poirier, after a gruesome injury like that, mocking Conor McGregor. So for me, I think, you know, I've been asked this question many times since Saturday night happened. You know, I had many, many discussions about it on Sunday. You got to have number four, right? You have to. That, that fight can't end that way. The trilogy, th this saga between Poirier and McGregor can't end like that. You got to have a legitimate fight where both are healthy throughout the majority of it, not a freak accident that happens, all right? So so they got to do this thing again. You don't want to see, you know, that, that saga in that way. But you know, the other layer to this, though, is, is the fact that, you know, I, I watched that pay-per-view event on Saturday night, and you look at how many fans were there, how many celebrities were there. You know, 16.5 million just on the gate alone. I don't know how much. I have to look up. And I'll have that for you tomorrow. How much was made in total off that event on Saturday night? But, you know, we're talking about millions upon millions of dollars being made on, on, on every, any given UFC event now. And UFC, it, you know, not, no longer are we talking about UFC threatening the popularity of boxing. It's already there. It's threatened boxing and it is beating boxing in my opinion, right now. I mean, and, and you look at the appeal of UFC superstars in comparison to the appeal of the superstars who are in boxing, and it's not even close. It's not even close, in my opinion. 
there are way more superstars in UFC than there are in boxing right now. And you look at the heavyweight division in boxing, which has been so sorry for years. It's just really Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder holding down that for years. So Anthony Joshua, a good fighter, but, you know, he doesn't have that mouthpiece that really sells a fight. You know what I mean? And then for the little guys out there, it's really just Gervonta Tank Davis holding it down. Yeah, it's great when when – well, you got, you got, don't get me wrong. You got Javante Davis. I take that back. You got Javante Davis. You also have, you also have Canelo Alvarez. Canelo is a, is a must see TV guy. All right. You, you got Triple G, but he's getting older. You got Vasily Lomachenko. You got a few, but those names, with the exception of Canelo, Deontay, Javante, and Tyson. Anybody else? It's, there's no comparison when you look at UFC and the sheer mass of superstars they sell a fight there. But it's amazing, man. It really is amazing. And the, and the knockouts are more thrilling because UFC, man, you're only talking about five rounds. Anything goes. Anything can happen. Um, it's it's incredibly entertaining. All right? So, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I predicted Connor was going to win that fight on Saturday night. Did you see, I think, I think Chad Ochocinco Johnson, he, he lost like something like 20 K or maybe even more than that. And they had, there was a video of him, I guess his buddies videotaped him giving up the money to whoever he bet against. And, uh, he was just sad, just, just, a, just a sad puppy dog there, man. But then you have Floyd Mayweather, you know, he put down like 50 K on Dustin Poirier and and Floyd Mayweather cashed in. He cashed in on that bet against uh, McGregor. Um, and let me let me see here. I want to look at the the bet slip because the bet slip actually went viral over the weekend. Yeah, it was a fifty thousand dollar bet. The bet paid out thirty five thousand seven hundred and fourteen dollars and thirty cents. He collected in total. $85,714.30. So j- just an easy, easy win for, for Floyd Mayweather there. Um, as he, uh, he placed that bet at Circa at uh, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So, yeah, there you have that. Must be nice, right? Just to, just to have play money like that where you're just like, oh, I'll put down 50K on Dustin Poirier. Goodness. And let not only will I put it down, but I'm going to win that money. I'm going to win 30K off that. Oh, boy, must be nice. All right, let's hit our final break. When we come back, I have weekend winners for you as we usher you into the rest of your Monday afternoon and evening. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports, as I usually do each and every Monday here on the show. I close out Monday's Current Sports with a segment that we call Weekend Winners, where I look at the weekend that was in the world of sports and beyond and bring to you who I thought had the best weekend in the world of sports. And, you know, sometimes I have weekend with losers, too. Those who had bad weekends in the world of sports and beyond. And uh, for me, you know... um, Number one, big weekend winner has to be Italy. Winning in the Euro 2020, that was pretty big. You know, uh, winning in that shootout, 3-2. to 
Italy and, and, and those who uh, have uh, ties to Italy. I saw many of you on social media showing off your, your Italian pride, and uh, it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome, I must say. Uh, and it was a great final, a dramatic final. Even though for all of the soccer fans out there, you, you never want to see anything end on PKs, right? But, you know, it, it is dramatic. No denying that. You know, watching no, watching every single kick to see if it goes through that net. It, it is very dramatic and it's entertaining. So uh, congratulations to Italy. And also, I got one that's off the radar. Um, Anthony Mackey. Famed actor, Anthony Mackey, who is now the black Captain America. If you have not seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+, Plus, what are you doing with your life? Um, uh, do that later on, please. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Anthony Mackey, he's a big movie star now. Uh, he was the host of the ESPYs, which it was just a weird day to put the ESPYs on, to be honest with you, because it was like right there at 8 o'clock. While UFC 264 prelims are going on, uh, just before you know uh, UFC 264 and, and when that when that main card happens, um, I, just well weird Saturday night during UFC 264. I didn't really like that. I, that was why I only call highlights of it. But the highlights that I did catch, they seem pretty awesome. And Anthony Mackie is getting praised for for how he delivered those jokes on Saturday night. I want to talk about. New York's favorite basketball player. That's right. Trey Young. That's right, man. Trey, no, Trey is a confident brother, man. You want to know how I know Trey is so confident? Trey walks out of his house every day looking like this on purpose. He can do better. Trey Young looks like a ball of hair on the barbershop floor that rolled up and walked away. <laughs> Trey Young looked like he went to the barbershop and said, I'll have cut number three through nine. <laughs> uh, he, he, and it wasn't just jokes. He had, he had a few moments where, you know, he stuck up for Shakiri Richardson, um, the, uh, the U.S. track and field sprinter. I'm going to call her an Olympian because she did qualify for the Olympics, <clears throat> even though she won't be racing in the Olympics due to that positive marijuana test. But he defended Shakira Richardson. He defended Naomi Osaka, who has taken a break from tennis, taking care of her mental health, which is awesome. And she also has, I just saw the trailer yesterday for it, uh, Naomi Osaka has a great Netflix documentary that will be dropping very soon. The trailer is out. And it looks incredibly compelling. And she's going to give more context to her mental health. All right. So that's going to be a must see. But yeah, Anthony Mackie stood up for Naomi and, um, and Shakiri, which was awesome. And, uh, and then he had some great jokes talking about Trey Young and his lack of style. And, uh, and also Ben Simmons and how Ben Simmons has helped um, uh, uh, different places that, that have been you know, hurt economically and don't have many buildings and how Ben Simmons has, has helped in those efforts because they've used all of his bricks throughout the NBA playoffs <laughs> to help build homes for people. Not everyone knows this, but Ben Simmons has been building orphanages like this one completely out of his playoff bricks. What do you like to say, little ladies? Thank you! 
I always, that was a pretty awesome joke. Uh, one that we've heard before, but the way he set it up was great. Uh, and also he gave props to um, the first black winner of the Scripps National Spelling Bee. She was in the house on Saturday at the ESPYs. But Zayla Avangard, and I, and I want to apologize to her because I said her name wrong during last week's show. I should have looked up the, pr- the pronunciation, but Zayla Avangard. Congratulations to her. She was also honored and, 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 and uh, had a huge shout out by Anthony Mackey during his uh, his opening monologue. So awesome stuff. And you held it down. So you're you're one of my weekend winners as well. All right. But hey, folks, great week ahead, man. We've got some special guests that, that will be finally hitting the airways with me. All right. Uh, Jason Ruff of the Odessa Jackalopes. Uh, we're going to try and get uh, uh, Anthony Iani on here finally as well. Uh, maybe some Olympians will be joining me here on Current Sports. So that's just a little bit of a tease this week, all right? But, hey, I hope your week is off to a great, great start. We'll see you on Tuesday. Be smart, be safe, and be easy, people.